Yeah. Politics with Mercer Prescott. Politics with his eclectic band of cronies giving you the truth about everything they lie about. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. Don't forget about Earn to Burn. What you gonna do is learn. That's right, it's now your turn. Politics, go and listen. Get your lesson, watch my blink glisten. I'm gonna get what you're missing. But the bullshit now you're pissing me off. Y'all heard the news, you get a soft, full of lies. And why do they try? They wanna trick you. But politics is gonna gift you with education for the masses to get up in your ignorant asses. Politics with Mercer Prescott and the collective band of cronies. Yeah! Politics. Every Monday at 7 p.m., dial 1-646-668-8795 to speak with the host, Mercer Prescott, now.
Obama. I'm going to really, 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 really miss Obama. I mean, well, I'm, I'm going to be respectful. President Barack Obama. <laughs> the, the impact that he's had on this country, I don't care. I feel like I've been alive for a long time, hundreds of years even. And I just haven't seen any one person, one president, look out for the people the way he has. I think Bernie Sanders would have did a comparable job or even better because he's white. He would have got a lot of a lot more passes. But for President Barack Obama, to me, he made me want to be a better citizen. He made me want to be more invested in politics and know more about the the ins and outs of the political battlefield or chess game, as some call it. Um, I'm more informed now than I've ever been. I'm more wanting to know more than I've ever been. I'm doing research like I've never done before. Actually, I've never done before. He's, he made me want to be an intricate part of the community I'm, I'm invested in on a, a community level, a, a, a regional level, a state level, a national level. You dig what I'm saying? I dig it. You know, the, the night that Obama was, uh, that he won, I'm sitting at home, I'm playing, uh, well, actually, I was on the phone with my brother. My roommate was in the next room playing uh, World of Warcraft. And we're talking about Obama's victory. You know, we're, we're ecstatic. And uh, my roommate calls me in the room, and some guy in our, uh, in our guild blew a gasket because he went off because he was so mad that Obama won. And mm-hmm. he said, only reason why Obama won is because, and I quote, a bunch of lazy black people who never wanted to vote before decided they wanted to vote. Mm-hmm. He was right, but his choice of words of saying lazy, it's not lazy. It's disillusioned because a lot mm-hmm. of African-Americans don't take part in the system because they feel that they're not really a part of the system. They feel mm-hmm. like no matter what they do, they're going to get the short end of the stick anyway. My father's right. never voted because he hates all politicians, because he thinks that all politicians, whether you have an R or a D or an I next to your name, that all politicians are shysters. And they're just right. So he never votes. You know? So uh, did Obama do everything right? No. No, he did not. He did make some choices that were very questionable, and that is being very respectful. But did he do a lot of good? Yes. And I know who's going to miss him, a lot of uh, nonviolent drug offenders who were freed. He freed the most nonviolent drug offenders of any president ever. You know, He also lowered the, uh, the ratio for, uh, for crack, for crack cocaine, because it was a ridiculous amount over uh, powdered cocaine. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know, they did that to target uh, inner cities where crack right. ran rampant. So he lowered it and gave a lot of pardons to people, some of them who were going to be in prison for many more years, some who were never going to get out. Now, unfortunately, Obama could only do this at the federal level. You know, he couldn't do it at the state level, or else he, he would have probably freed hundreds more. You know, correct. He, I mean, even some of the little things, like when he had the, the sequester, right, and people were losing money, he had a portion of his. Uh, paycheck go back to the treasury in solidarity with the people who were losing money. You know, I, I think that as far as an impact on the people and someone who really cares about the people, oh yeah, I, I'm going to miss them terribly. I, I think, uh, I think Bernie was more to the left than Obama. You know, but Bernie aside, I think. Unfortunately, with, with Trump in office, I think that uh, Barack Obama will be the best president in my lifetime. Hands down. Well, I don't well, that's think not saying a lot. You got the BDs. You probably be dead in a year or two. Not as playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I would not wish that on anybody, especially you, Merck. I respect you. I love you a lot. Yeah, I I joke with my father. My father has uh, diabetes, but he manages his a lot better than mine. I'm like, you're probably gonna, you're probably gonna outlive me, old man. Oh man, hope not. Hope I both live both live a long time. I hope you just get a better handle on yours. You got to stop being bad, man. You got to do what you got to do. He's 75 years old. He looks great. Goodness gracious! I would never know your dad was that elder yeah. than us. <laughs> yeah, he turned he turned 75 uh, last year. So that's what's yeah. up. 
a beautiful age to be because a lot of a lot of us don't get to that. A lot of us black men don't get to that height. You know, I, I, I you know, I work in yeah. a rural community, a person county, and I've been noticing a, a large as of late. I'm seeing a great number of people in the 55, almost almost 60 range, dying off cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and stuff that look, mm-hmm. you know, that look like us, you know, brown people. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not too far away from that. You know, I'm not. I mean, I'm not there, but you know, I'm a generation or so away from there. I was like, right. I would like to see. I don't know if I want to see 90, but I wouldn't mind seeing 70. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I could make it to 80, I'd be happy. I don't know. Yeah. My left, my my knees, my my knees, my my left leg bothers the fuck out of me. If, it, if the pain is this bad at my current age, I can just imagine what it's gonna be like <laughs> in ten years. <laughs> I, I, I'm just hoping that that when I die, I'll die with my original knees. We'll we'll there just hope go. that that happens. There you go. But uh, and we gotta start doing things different. We gotta start eating better. We gotta start yeah. exercising. We gotta start getting the appropriate amount of rest. We gotta give. We gotta pay attention to eye fatigue. You and I pick, look at screens way too much in a in a given day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I I, I do it all day, and then I plug in my other computer mm-hmm. <laughs> and do it some more. So there you go. Yeah, I gotta start getting out on the weekends more. Yeah, that's I know. Ricard, my mom told me today. I was like, um, I really need to get back into something like I was more social back in the day, kickball yeah. or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably gonna start going bowling on the weekends again. I see a dodgeball um, league coming up here in the area, and I'm like, hey, I, I don't know if I'm quick enough anymore, and you know, but yeah. hey, something's different, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm too much of an easy target. <laughs> 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 I'd be the first person out every time. There you go. <laughs> but uh, today is Martin Luther King Day, and uh, it is. Yeah, and I'm not going to talk a whole lot about Martin Luther King, about his achievements and his accomplishments, you know, as fantastic as they are, because we all know what they are. I mean, we've done book reports on Martin Luther King every uh, Black History Month since we were in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So that part would be redundant. But I, I will tell you. No, I mean, no, no, that's the that's crazy thing is the more I live in this world, the more, you know, one, the CIA's involvement with his death. I didn't know that until recent mm-hmm. history, you know, yeah. his. Affairs and all that stuff. I knew that about ten years back. How his um was it his mom or something was assassinated in a similar manner in a church. You dig what I'm saying? Now that I didn't know. She was it his mom or was it his wife? Let me look it up. I don't think it was his wife. I don't even even want to look it up. It's because I might start. I might get carried away if I if I look (laughs) look too much into it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I will tell you a, a memory of mine. My uh, my aunt Dolly, you know, we'd go over her house and she'd be like, "Oh, you know, you guys can play music if you want to." And she yeah, was in the it gospel. Was and I, 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 I'm sorry, that's oh, all right. And, and I'm not a gospel fan, but she had an album that changed my life musically, which was Stevie Wonder's "Songs in the Key of Life." Fantastic album. So I became a Stevie Wonder fan in 1980. Stevie Wonder came out with an album called "Hotter Than July," and you know, it had the hits on it. Uh, Master Blaster, All I Do, Rocket Love, so on and so forth. But it had a couple of songs on it that stood out to me. And one was a song called Cash in Your Face. And uh, long story short, it's about uh, an apartment complex that Mm -hmm. takes a phone interview for a guy. They're going to accept him, but when he shows up and they find out that he's black, they start making excuses. Like, oh, mm. our credit card machine's down. Oh, oh, you're having kids? Well, this, this apartment complex doesn't accept kids. You know, mm. I wish you'd have told us that before. I could have saved you a trip. And the chorus, I always thought the chorus was, you might have the cash, but it's just cash in your face, meaning that they're just going to throw your money back at you. Like, we don't want mm-hmm. you kind of living in here. Right. But, it's, um, but the chorus is, you might have the cash, but you can't cash in your face, meaning that um, – Oh. So that we can't it, get past the fact that it's your color, regardless of your green. <laughs> can't get past the yep. fact that your blackness ain't going to allow you on, on these premises or in these right. residents. I right. got you. Exactly. Oh, it looks like Uh-oh. we have a call in. Um, Mr. Davis, would you like to give a comment or perspective? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, hey, how you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Not quite sure. I came in on the tail end of you guys talking about uh, 
MLK and you know what this day means. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I I heard, I believe Mr. Blue talking about uh, the fact that his mom got assassinated. That was actually his mom that got assassinated. Um, I think I w- the point I wanted to share um, regarding, you know, Dr. King and his legacy is the fact mm-hmm. that, um, like I believe the other gentleman said, we we've kind of been given the very sanitized version of his legacy, the acceptable part. But I think what's oftentimes left out of the narrative is the fact that that changed his philosophy, his ideology of nonviolence, even his ideology of whether or not integration was something black people should pursue actively began to change near the end of his life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think what King has now become is the saving grace for white liberal guilt and conservative morality from a political perspective. And I think also mm-hmm. his life truly has been given a PG rating instead of us truly understanding the complexities. I think it was uh, the late Dr. Abernathy who wrote a book that was very controversial when it was released because it gave a side of King that many people were not aware of. Um, and it was very personal, but it was also honest. And the backlash against it um, showed me at least how sometimes we're unwilling to see our leaders and, and people we respect in their human form. Right. But, and, and, you know, and I just wanted to add that. And, and that is a big thing, you know, because, I mean, these people, we respect them highly, we, we revere them, but they're also human beings, and they also right. make mistakes. Right. Right. You know? So it, it was like watching, a, I think it was Da Vinci Code, and they were trying to hide the fact that Jesus actually had a, a wife. And they were willing to kill to keep that a secret because of how the church uh, sees Jesus. And I can imagine the backlash of people saying, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King had affairs and he had, you know, he was a human being. He made mistakes. And people just want to just have the whole fifth grade report version of Dr. King. There you go. As opposed to Dr. King the human, you know. Yeah, the fact that he was an active smoker, um, which is something that, you know, folks frowned upon. Um, the fact that he, you know, there's a famous picture of him on a pool table, which he did like to play pool and, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things that go into being a human being, being a man, flaws and all, um, we like to sanitize from the true story. So, right. I, mean, I, I, I Kudos to y'all on, on at least being open to, you know, not deifying him. And it's not that he even wanted to be deified. I just think we always like to, when we look at history, we like to project what we want on these historical figures instead of accepting them as they are. Right. There you go. There you go. And, and, right. and I guess it's, I guess the sixties were a different time because you figure playing pool would be like so what now, you know? Yeah. Even yeah. Even I, I know I'm switching gears here, but even something like uh being homosexual. Like Rock mm-hmm. Hudson back in the fifties, being homosexual right. as a movie star was a death sentence. Literally and figuratively right. they probably would have killed him. But now it's like, oh, Anderson Cooper's gay? Oh, I didn't know that. And then you just go on. It's not mm-hmm. a big right. deal anymore. So I think a lot of right. the things that uh, back in the 60s that would have been, you know, like, like smoking and stuff. Like, I don't smoke, but I don't consider smoking to be something where it's just like, oh, my God, you're, you know, you're less than a human being because you smoke cigarettes or cigars or whatever. So I, I don't well, know. You, you, you know, the interesting thing, if you guys remember in the movie – X by Spike Lee, mm-hmm. the scene where the FBI agents are camped out doing the wiretap on uh, Malcolm X's house, mm-hmm. and the exchange between the white agent where he said, listening to this guy, um, he's a saint compared to King. And in that reference, he was talking about how, you know, at that time, the FBI knew that Dr. King was allegedly having affairs and whatnot. And here is Malcolm X, the antithesis of what black America was told they should be like. Mm-hmm. A devout husband, a devout Muslim, and also a man that wasn't prone to um, infidelity. But right. again, black America was given Dr. King as the shining example of perfection and what we all as black people should aspire to be like, while Malcolm was more of the, hey, you know, 
I'm about peace too, but I'm not about peace at the expense of my people. Right. So. Real talk, and that's an excellent movie. One of my all-time favorites. Definitely in my top five. Good. Well, gentlemen, well, Mr. Davis informed me that he had something he had to get into, but I do appreciate you calling in and giving your perspective. Like I said, anytime I hear you speak, it's always an eye opener. Thank you, brother. Yep, thank you. Not a problem. Have a good one. All right, you too, brother. Be well. All right. Oh, and um, oh, get, getting back to it. Oh, um, the other song on the album that stood out to me on Stevie Wonder's Hotter Than July was, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Happy Birthday. Mm-hmm. So I love that song. Happy and birthday it, to oh, you. Oh, yeah. It, it, as a kid, as a nine-year-old, it was one of the most misused songs ever because every birthday party I went to, when they go to cut the there cake, they play, they play Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday. I'm like, you ain't oh, yeah, Martin. Oh, yeah, I played the music. Oh, we just, we, we had to sing it. We didn't, we didn't have it like that. We just sang it. <laughs> now they, 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 they had the record, man. They would just play it. And um, I was already a Stevie Wonder fan, and, you know, I knew he was, you know, he had the song for, uh, for Martin Luther King. I didn't realize how deep Stevie Wonder was until years later mm. into bringing the holiday about. So mm-hmm. this is how okay. this is okay. this influential that from, might have been. Yeah. yeah. There's a clip from Medium magazine. Uh Stevie Wonder, uh, he said he remembered how when he was five, he first heard about Dr. King as he listened to coverage of the Montgomery bus boycott on the radio. Mm-hmm. He said he asked, Why don't they like colored people? What's the difference? I still can't see the difference. Stevie Wonder always had a a, a big sense of humor about his blindness. Um, as oh, a I teenager, thought, I thought, what, what, how old was he? Do you remember how old he was when he became blind? He was always blind. Oh, he born blind. Okay. He he was born blind. Ray Charles went blind as a child. Stevie was always blind. Yeah. See, I seen the, I seen the Ray Charles movie, so I knew that. And I, I there's no Stevie Wonder movie as of yet. No. There should be, but not yet. But um, they said as a young teenager, when Wonder was performing with Motown with um with the Motown Review in Alabama. He experienced firsthand the evils of segregation. He remembers someone shooting at their tour bus, just mm. missing the gas tank. And when he was 15, he finally met Dr. King, shaking his hand at a freedom rally in Chicago. So at Dr. King's funeral, Stevie Wonder was joined by his local representative, young African-American Congressman John Conyers, who had just introduced a bill to honor King's legacy by making his birthday a national holiday. Thus began an epic crusade led by Wonder and some of the biggest names in music, from Bob Marley to Michael Jackson, to create Martin Luther King Day. So to overcome the resistance of conservative politicians, uh, including President Reagan and many of his fellow citizens, Wonder put his career on hold, led rallies from coast to coast, and galvanized millions of Americans with his passion and integrity. But it took 15 years. So 15 years from the day Martin Luther King died, in that same year they introduced legislation, it wasn't until uh, 1983 until Reagan signed legislation creating Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The federal holiday went into effect in 86, and uh, in 1989, MLK holiday was adopted in uh, 44 states. So you figure... Who were those? Who were some of those six states that didn't adopt the holiday? Well, Arizona. you had you, you had Utah, right? Mm-hmm. Utah had Human Rights Day, and they changed Human Rights Day to MLK Day, and then they tried to merge MLK Day with John Browning Day. John Browning was a famous gunmaker, born in Utah. They wanted mm-hmm. to merge the days because they said that it was complementary. You know, Martin Luther King was shot to death, gunmaker. Hey, it's synergy. that's why nobody likes utah then you had virginia uh virginia first celebrated martin luther king day on new year's day i guess to kind of just merge it together i guess and then they had uh, a lee jackson day so that's for uh robert e lee and stonewall jackson so then they merged them all together and they had lee jackson king day (laughs) oh my goodness because they all go together, right? Of course and then they you had, uh, And then you had New <laughs> Hampshire. New Hampshire was actually, I heard it was South Carolina, but it's actually New Hampshire that was the last state to make MLK Day a paid holiday. So at one point they made it the holiday, but not a paid holiday. 
And then, of course, you mentioned Arizona. Arizona, when, when they do things wrong, they really do it right. Because <laughs> they don't, they spare no expense on doing it wrong. So you figure, this is from Complex Magazine, okay? Arizona state legislature voted not to adhere to the 1986 federal law establishing Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a national paid holiday. Mm-hmm. John McCain famously voted against the holiday. For some reason, I thought he was a governor then. No, he was always uh, a congressman. Okay. Then, then Governor uh, Bruce Babbitt issued an executive order mandating it as a paid holiday, and this caused controversy because it wasn't approved by the legislature. Now, somehow managing to get elected, Evan Meacham fulfilled the campaign promise to cancel the holiday as his first act in office. He was eventually impeached on charges of misuse of government funds and obstruction of justice. In 1990, 76% of Arizona voters rejected the holiday, causing the, causing the NFL to move the Super Bowl in 93 from Tempe, Arizona to Pasadena, California. And then finally, in 1993, MLK Day was officially observed as a paid holiday. So it took nine years, $500 million in lost revenue, a corrupt governor, and a national controversy for a severely belated vote on a holiday to limp into the books. When Arizona does it wrong, they do it right. They do not mess around with doing it wrong. <laughs> right, I got you. So, but in any event, uh, happy birthday, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, and thank you for everything. Thank you for your sacrifice, and, you know, even for your flaws, thank you for being a human. You know, so... Uh, I, I got a quick hit for you. Uh, Meryl Streep, you know, she made that speech against Donald Trump. And uh, there's a boycott on Meryl Streep. Now, it's not an organized thing. It's not like they had with, with Rogue One where they had the hashtag boycott Rogue One. This is just people here and there on Twitter. Uh, one person wrote an open letter to Meryl Streep telling her just basically just shut up and act, you know, stuff like that. And my thing is this. The far right, I'm not talking about conservatives, just normal everyday people. I'm talking about the far right. Them boycotting Meryl Streep, that's like me boycotting caviar. You know what I mean? It's like, do they really watch Meryl Streep movies? No. If it doesn't have some Christian pretending to be persecuted, if it doesn't have fake hillbillies saying, get her done, or jerking off to ducks in a boat, or a man being punched to a plate glass window. If it doesn't have that, they're not going to watch it. They're not watching Meryl Streep. They're basically saying they're boycotting just so they could say they don't like what she had to say about Trump. But just say, I don't like what she said about Trump. Don't try and boycott shit you don't watch. Because you know, they know they don't watch that. If Meryl Streep wasn't in Honey Boo Boo, they're not watching it. I'm sorry. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh... Speaking of people pretend to be persecuted, did you read about the uh, the Bo Bice thing? I when I first read about the Bo Bice thing, I thought it was the Onion. I'm not even lying to you. I thought that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. So, Blue, you know who Bo Bice is? Uh oh. I think I lost my engineer. So, well, in that case, I'll just keep talking (laughs) Uh, until he gets back on the air. Uh, Bo Bice is a D-list celebrity. He was a a runner-up to Carrie Underwood in the fourth season of American Idol. Uh, His first album that came out after he won American Idol well, after he was runner-up, sold about 600,000 copies and went gold. Then his next album sold 62,000 copies. Then his next album sold 11,000 copies. Then he got dropped from his label. So he's he's basically a a D-list celebrity. You know, I think he's in uh, some band touring, who knows. But basically, Bo Bice was at a – he was at a Kentucky Fried Chicken – I'm sorry. I apologize. He was at Popeye's. And um, he was getting his order. And the girls behind the counter, uh, they're African-American. 
One of them referred to him. They didn't say this to him. They were talking about him, and they were like, oh, he got his order already. Uh, oh, the white boy over there. Now, I will say this. Using that term on a sales floor is disrespectful, but it, I, I don't think it's meant to be racist. That's a, saying that's racist is a little bit over the top to me, but Bobice complained on Facebook, and it looks like they, they deleted his post. So he put it on Twitter, and then he started tagging journalists on his tweet since nobody was really paying that much attention to it. So he was on an, uh, an interview on, uh, on Fox, and he was talking about his experience, and he started crying. He was so hurt that the girl referred to him as white boy. He started crying. I wish I could have. I wish I could like just pull his bra strap, just to hear him squeal like a little girl that he is. Really, and, and then he said this, and this is the part that really pissed me off. If he was just mad at that, and it would have been a non-story. I wouldn't even be talking about this right now because it's it's still a bullshit story. But my thing is this: he said, if the tables had been turned, and I had used something. And been as insensitive as to say something like that, I would be boycotted. There would be people not buying my albums. There would be people coming and picketing at my shows and everything else. Let me let me put it to you like this, uh, Bo Bice. No one's buying your albums. No one's going to your shows. So you would be in no danger of boycott because no one gives a shit about you. Okay, your career was over before it started. You're basically just making a mountain out of a molehill. Just to get some press, just so people could be like, hey, Bo Bice, I remember that guy. Wasn't he on America's Got Talent or some shit like that? Or on Duck Dynasty or some other horseshit show? You know, that's basically the Bo Bice effect. Now, my thing is this, right? Popeyes actually apologized. And that's the part that, made, that also made me mad. You never apologize in that case. On a non-story like that Never, 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 never apologize Because now Every thin-skinned freak It doesn't matter if they're black If they're white If they're Arab If they're Mexican Every thin-skinned person Who feels slighted by somebody in a restaurant Or wherever They're just gonna get mad Put it like this I'm a, I'm a gamer, right? I play a game called Overwatch There's a character in the game called Tracer She's on the cover of the, of the game. She's this uh, spunky British girl, and she wears spandex. And one of her victory poses, she's kind of turned around, kind of sticking her butt out a little bit. And all these, I don't want to say that they're feminists. That wouldn't be fair because they didn't identify themselves as feminists. But they got mad, and they were just like, well, Trace is a strong female lead, and she's not supposed to be posing like that. So Blizzard half cave. They had they changed the pose into like a famous pose from some pinup girl from back in the day. So it's kind of like, oh, you don't like that pose? We'll just put up a similar one instead. But that opened up the floodgates. Now, everybody tried to make a case for some of the characters. Like there's a character named uh, Symmetra. And I think she's from uh, – I don't know if she is from India or she's Egyptian or what have you. I didn't really read her bio like that. But she looks of that descent, and one of her character skins is she's a uh, – I want to say it's a Desi, D-E-S-I, like uh, from uh, Indian uh, mythology or folklore or something like that. But then you had uh, Indian religious figures getting mad and saying, well, she's not supposed to be represented that way in a video game. Then there was another character, Roadhog. One of his skins, he's a big guy. And one of his skins is he's a Samoan warrior. So he has a Samoan face paint and the tattoos. And his hook, his weapon, has the shark teeth on it. So then you had Samoans getting mad and saying, well, his character is not uh, historically correct. See what I'm saying? Now they cave to that one person. Everybody's got an opinion. And everybody can have their opinion. That's fine. But now they want their opinions heard. (laughs) Even when it's unreasonable, even when it's ridiculous, you know. So Popeye's apologizing was the wrong move. They should never apologize. The girl got suspended 
And now they're going to retrain their staff to be more sensitive. And you know what? The girl getting suspended was too far. She should have got written up. I used to be a retail manager. And uh, I would say this, and, and Blue, tell me if you agree. If you heard that kind of talk in a restaurant, would you be offended by that? Or would, or would it catch your ear? It would catch my ear. Offended? No, because as long as you ain't speaking directly, even if you are speaking directly to me, I've always had the stance, or I learned to have the stance over time, is if you don't know me, whatever you say don't mean shit to me. I define who I am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know how you know. I do. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and, and, and I guess because I used to work retail, it would, it would kind of catch my ear and be like, yeah, I, I wouldn't allow my employees to talk to people like that or talk that loud, they'll talk like that on the floor because mm-hmm. I, I would seem unprofessional. But to the girl lost a week's pay, you know, mm. because, Man, because that hurts for be, retail. That bitch because check, Bo, check as it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Bo Bice got mad because he got his panties in the bunch, you know, for being called white boy. And he probably went home and got in and, and cried like, Mommy got on his phone, Mommy, Mommy, they called me white boy. It was terrible, you know. And then he's trying to make it seem like being called white boy is the same as being called the N-word. John Mulaney had a perfect uh, thing for this. He used to write for uh, TV stations, and one of them told him he couldn't use the term midget because – Midget, that's my shit. (laughs) (laughs) They told him he couldn't use the term midget because it's offensive to – the little people, and I think calling them little people is probably more derogatory than calling them midgets. I feel I feel funny calling them little people because that just that, that just feels like you're insulting them. But they can you know whatever they want me to call them, I'll call them. If I know their name, I'll just call them that. <laughs> well, speaking just, of little people, let's segue into our break. Big girls by meat. Inauguration is just it just gets sadder and sadder every day. So you figure the current lineup right now, he's got Toby Keith. And and the one thing I'll say is people are like, you know, because he's playing for Trump, he's catching a lot of heat. I mean, Toby Keith has basically just been on that whole Trump bandwagon anyway, as far as I know. And people are like, Well, he's washed up. No, he's not washed up. He's the man's soul. He's been making records since like what, the mid nineties? And he's sold millions and millions of copies of his records. So, yeah, his last few didn't do so good. But then again, Stevie Wonder's last few didn't do so well. You know? Doesn't mean Stevie Wonder's washed up. Shit, ain't nobody's so, last ones did much good except for the rappers. And be, I mean, if you really want to think about it, all the ones that we used to look yeah. up to can't break a, a gold record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, Toby Keith is possibly the most A-list person he'll get for this thing. Then he's got John Voight, a.k.a. Angela Jolie's father. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> then they got Three Doors Down, which was the like newspaper. Them. I like that. That's a good Mississippi which, which, band right there. Which the, which the newspaper called uh, Budget Nickelback. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know, man. That first album they had was amazing. 
It was. It was. But they I, had five since then that haven't made any noise. <laughs> right. And, and and like I said, that happens to the best of them. But like right. I said, three doors down to the surprise me. They've always been more like right wingers anyway, so that wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the Radio City Rockettes. Uh, actually, the one, uh, or or they got a couple more. They got a couple more. They got. There's going to be ten of them because three of them are going to sit it out. And as they say on Saturday Night Live, that's that's three that actually saved their money. <laughs> they don't need that game. <laughs> um, the the frontman of country, which is an all-star country group featuring people I've never heard of and never will hear of. Yeah, Lee Greenwood, another country singer. Huh? You got the piano guys. Uh, oh, I love Cash- him. Oh, I loved him. Yeah, they do uh, instrumental covers of popular songs. Mm-hmm, they have a. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Avancho from uh, America's Got Talent. They got what? the beat. They got the. Uh, they got the B Street Band, which is a Bruce Springsteen tribute band. And then they have uh, DJ Ravi Drums. So basically, he's a guy who plays drums over electronic beats. So he's playing okay. drums over beats. Okay, that's kind of hot. I was just like, I, I guess, but. A-list celebrities are steering clear of Trump's inauguration, but the problem is even if Trump couldn't get anybody to, to, to play for his inauguration, he's still going to be the president. Nothing's going to stop so that's that. The thing. You, can, you can say I'm not playing there or I'm not doing it and yeah. da, da, da. it don't matter if he had a damn eighth grade first year violin band. I don't give a fuck. That's the they, least they, of my concerns about who's playing at this damn inauguration. My main concern is this inauguration. <laughs> yeah. It's still going to go on no matter what, you know. But the whole thing about that is is that nobody wants to be associated with Trump. You figure Obama's inauguration, he had like Aretha Franklin, Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Wonder, Beyonce. You know, people were just lining up like, please pick me to sing at the inauguration. Trump's right. president, they're just like, yeah. I, I thought that uh, Jennifer Hudson was going to sing. And then I then I you know I caught Miles. Oh, it's not Jennifer. It's Jennifer Holiday. Oh, okay, that's fine. And I guess that's fine because Jennifer Holiday. I've never known her to be involved in any sort of politics. I know she was uh, in Dreamgirls back in the day and stuff like that. So, and I was just like, if she just wants to sing, let her sing. But then she backed out <laughs> because uh, you know she's supported by the LGBT community and. Pence is anti-LGBT, so she backed out. So Trump couldn't catch a break as far as getting people to perform. You know, he he gets he he's getting what he's going to get. But the thing is about Trump is that, you know, I got into a, a dust up today with some of my friends on Facebook about about the Steve Harvey thing. You know, and, and I'm like, I could see both sides of that Steve Harvey argument. My whole thing is. Trump doesn't do things unless he profits from it. So you're talking about a man who got caught. Uh, speaking of the soil cash in your face, per, uh, participation in housing discrimination back in the day with mm-hmm. his property. Against African-Americans. I don't want black people in my yeah. hotel or apartment buildings or whatever they were at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So now all of a sudden he cares about the inner cities. No, he doesn't. Not at all. You figure he went after uh, John Lewis, civil rights legend, John Lewis. The man has a a medal of freedom, for Christ's sakes. And yeah, John, I mean, the thing is this. John Lewis said that Trump is not a legitimate president because of his ties to Russia and all that other stuff. So if you want to defend yourself against that. That's 100% valid. Do that. You know, and because, hey, John Lewis started it. John Lewis said something about you. You say something back uh, on that subject. That's fine. But basically, he was like, oh, um, he needs to worry about his own. Uh, God, what, what did he say in the tweet? He said something stupid, as Trump always does. But, but I'll be honest, though, as much as you're like, oh, why he say that? Or he, or he don't sound bullshit saying that. He, that's a very honest statement he made on Twitter. He, he's, that's the truth, though. If you look it up, if you do the research, he spe- mm-hmm. that tweet spoke volumes to the truth. You know, as much as we want to hate on Trump, 
Trump ain't actually as stupid as we make him out to be. He's very calculated and very smart in his approach. And he doesn't always speak on falsehoods. A lot of the stuff he say does have a lot of validity to it. And I ain't riding his dick, and I ain't no Steve Harvey or none of that bullshit. But, I mean, you just have to take it as it is. He, he has good intel. He may not say it the right way. He may don't even need to say it at times. But he, he ain't off. He's not off all the time is what I'm saying. Yeah, but the thing is, John Rep's uh, area, I mean John Rep's, um, <laughs> John Lewis's area, the area that he represents, is actually uh, pretty well off. You know, uh, I agree. I ha- I have a lot of business in Georgia, and no <laughs> part of Georgia is well off, <laughs> right. especially with their minimum wage. But it's, but his Ooh, area I is definitely. I'm trying to move there, boy. They wanted to pay me like twelve thousand dollars less for the same damn job. Hello, no. Yeah. Why would a master's level take that? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Way, I mean, I don't know why the black the black people flock there like it's black mecca. Why? <laughs> you know the real black mech is probably damn Charlotte. Move to Charlotte. <laughs> you know what? I I I, I saw a uh, a girl I used to date. I saw her brother when I was back mm-hmm. in New York, and he was just like, you know, I told him I live in North Carolina. He was like, I thought you'd be in Atlanta, someplace like that. And I was just joking with him. I was like, nah, too many black people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, be that as it may, you know. The thing that he said that uh, John Lewis is all talk, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's not the case. <laughs> right, right. He's a very he's, calculated he's, man. He speaks when he when he needs to be speaking. I've never known him to be like blah 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 blah. He's, you know, so that yeah, that's that bullshit. That was that bullshit right there. But you yeah. know, that's that's Trump all day, and he will be your president. What is it? Is it the 18th? When is the inauguration? The 20th. Oh, he won't be my president. <laughs> oh, he's going to I'm gonna pull that horseshit that all the Clinton, that all the uh, ah, I'm sorry, all the Obama on me. I'm like, they were like, and Obama's I'm not, not my president, so he's not my president. <laughs> and he will be. I, I just won't claim him. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but put it like all right, this. all right, all right. What's up, Charles? How you doing? What's going on, man? I'm just listening to it. That's it. There you go. Let me ask you, Charles. Did, did did you get your copy of John Lewis's biography? Get a copy of who? John Lewis. His, you his know who it is. Look at that. Come on now. <laughs> I, 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 I know he. I know he just jumped into the conversation. No, yeah, I just jumped in literally. <laughs> but but uh, one thing though, I, I saw I saw a quick article after Trump attacked John Lewis, his biography on sold out on Amazon. So everybody just went out to support John Lewis and they bought his biography. <laughs> so, you know, with liberals we do we do the anti boycott. We'll just support you instead of uh instead of shutting you out. But one thing and and I'll probably start this now and probably finish it on Saturday cuz we're running low on time. Uh the thing that's been baffling me and I know we've talked about this before but now I'm starting to see it a lot more on social media are People who voted for Trump who are begging Trump not to repeal Obamacare because they didn't realize, and this is true. And you know, we had the uh, I talked about uh, a meme, and actually, I was worried that that meme that I put up there wasn't a meme, I'm sorry, it was a clip from a Facebook uh conversation that it might have been fake, but no, it was on they, they talked about it a couple of days later after we talked about it on Young Turks. Um, they That's right. We, was, beat, we beat Young Turks to the motherfucking punchline. <laughs> <laughs> young Turks talked about it, and they was and it was uh, turned out it was a real Facebook post where somebody thought that um, the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, and Obamacare were two different things. So they were like, "Oh, you could repeal Obamacare. I have the Affordable Care Act, so I've got insurance." No, that's the same thing. So when they repeal Obamacare, they're going to repeal your health insurance. They don't realize it's not repeal and replace. It's repeal and revert. Revert back to uh, not being able to afford health insurance. There's a lot of factors that go into the the fact that the cost of health care is going up. And I'll go over that on Saturday. So I'll, I'll go over that in full. But uh, it's it's baffling how 
people could be so easily fooled into thinking that the ACA and Obamacare are two different things. So that appealing, Obam- that appealing Obamacare and, – and my thing is this. It's hard for me to feel sorry for these people because their cruelty is just shining through because they're just like, oh, they could take your health care because my health care is still intact because I have ACA. And now the ACA is going away. They're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? No, what were those people going to do when they lost their health care? See what I'm saying? So when they were going to lose their health care, at least when they thought it was just going to be just them. They were like, nah, 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 I've got health care, and you won't. And now they realize, oh, you're taking my health care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking jackasses. So now they're on Twitter pleading with Trump, please, I can't. You know, they were like, I have uh, lymphoma. I can't afford my treatments anymore if you take my health insurance. I want to feel bad for them, but it's hard. I'm not saying I can't. I'm just saying it's hard because they were literally spiking the football that other people were going to lose their health care, and they weren't. And then they realized, oh, we're going to lose our health care too. So it's really hard to care. <laughs> I know it sounds horrible. And put it like this. I get health care through my job, but that won't mean much if uh, they decide to raise the cost of health care at the job. My friend uh, – on her old job, they had group uh, health insurance through their job. She works in a doctor's office. They got dropped by their healthcare folks because one of the doctor's daughters developed a rare blood disease, and she required a lot of treatment and a lot of care, and they dropped her. This is before uh, Affordable Care Act. They dropped them because they had to give all this care to this little girl who had this rare blood disease. Because it was a lot of expensive treatments to help this, to help this girl get healthy again. You know, put it like this: auto insurance in North Carolina, they have to insure you, even if you don't have uh, um, an American driver's license. They have to insure you, but the thing is, they have to put you on what they call non-standard, which means you're a higher risk. You have to pay more. But in North Carolina, they have to at least give you liability. They don't have to give you physical coverage. They have to give you liability. In in Illinois, they don't. So if you get into a couple of at-fault accidents, they can just drop you and be like, well, you're too much of a risk. We're just going to drop you. And then you can go to another uh, auto insurance company, and they can be like, nah, we're not going to take you, despite the fact that you need auto insurance to drive in that state. That's how it's going to be with uh, health insurance again. I'm diabetic. So if I lose my health insurance with this repeal, I can't get new health insurance, which means that I'm as good as dead if I can't afford my medication. So the fact that uh, all these people were just spiking the football – you know, saying, well, you're going to lose your health care, but I still got mine because you have shitty Obamacare. I have ACA. I, I, let me ask you something, guys. Do you know anybody who voted for Trump and actually was just like happy about this repeal because they didn't know that they were going to get uh, caught out there? The county that I work in is a very poor, maybe about a 70-30 ratio to black to white. And I was amazed about when I was doing my rounds, seeing my clients, you know, I do community therapy, so I do therapy in the home, mm-hmm. how many, you know, rural roads I might drive down, looking at these poor, basically almost conde- almost condemned houses with Trump, Trump, um, you know, advertisements in the yard, talking about they're going to vote for Trump Pence. And I was like, every single one of these people have, well, 90% of them have the Affordable Care Act, those who are smart enough to get it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people that wasn't even smart enough to get it, who who were way more than eligible. And I was like, you just don't know the impact. I mean, he don't give two fucks about you stupid, poor, white people. And I'm not saying they're stupid, poor, white. No, fuck it. I am. Anyways, um, <laughs> because remember, we talked about it before. We've heard it. We've heard him verbalize it. That's the kind of people he likes, stupid people. You know, he didn't say white, yeah. but we know people in that particular yeah. sentence he said he, be white. He loves the poor. He said he loves the poor. <laughs> um, 
I, I don't think people even knew. They just was like, fuck Hillary. I don't trust that stanky bitch. You know, I heard him say that. <laughs> and I don't think she's a stanky bitch. I think she's. I think she probably washes her coochie coochie pretty good. But anyways, <laughs> um, and it was just like, you know, hey, I don't want another um, person that sides with Obama on there. So fuck Bernie. You know, Bernie would have, man, I think Bernie would have did wonders for this country. I mean, I'm still mm-hmm. just like throwed. I was like, ah, oh, four years. Will he will he be willing to do it? Because I know he can get in there in, in four years. I know he could. Um, yeah. yeah, I just don't know. That's, that's something. I don't. I think that a lot of times we do things. Not we. A lot of times people do things without knowing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Fuck her. Fuck him. Yeah, let's go with the let's go with the rich white guy. He's gonna make us rich. He's gonna bring America back. America back to what? You're not gonna bring coal mining back like that. Look how many people are hurt. You're not gonna bring manufacturing back because companies aren't gonna be able aren't gonna be like, um, you know, you have to pay minimum wage here to make a shirt. Minimum. You could pay twenty cent on a dollar anywhere else. You dig what I'm right. saying? <laughs> yeah. And in Haiti, they they literally pay these people like thirty cents an hour. And they didn't even want to pay them thirty cents an hour. Right. <laughs> they had to they had to negotiate that. Right. You know, for people in Haiti to make thirty and thirty US cents a dollar. I mean an hour to now work. Imagine that. Imagine that. That's they make a little bit more than that in jail. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> jail would be a step up for them. Right. <laughs> so it, it's absolutely amazing how uh how people get Gassed up like that, and they just go out and they just spread that all over. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, now the after effects are coming, and then they're just like, the, you know, like the key terms, the key terms. I love stupid poor people because that's the type that would take a li- take the 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 top one percent of what that person is or is about and run with it, and it feeds the masses of other ignorant people. Have they they at the pool hall, they at the bar drinking their little beers, or they they doing their little barbecue or picking niggas things, <laughs> or at the lake or whatever. They talking about it. yeah 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 fuck Obamacare and fuck this and fuck that, and it's all about Donald Trump. Fuck Hillary. I can't I can't trust that bitch. Well, I don't know how you can trust a man who has at least five failed businesses or bankruptcies who fails or who refuses to pay his employees who have numerous lawsuits against him for not paying them. So if he's not going to pay his own people that built his empires, what the fuck is he going to do for you, bro? He literally has thousands of lawsuits against him. Not hundreds, thousands of lawsuits against him. And a lot of them deal with... And then if you want, do you really want somebody who likes to be peed on? I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind peeing on a motherfucker. I'll pee on a motherfucker quick, fast, and in a hurry. But some you know people what? pee ain't right. If they ain't drinking enough water, that pee is going to be tangent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put it like this. You know, we talked about it last week or early in the week. Peeing on people, or having people pee on you is not illegal. But in Trump's case, hiring hookers is illegal. <laughs> so if he hired hookers to do it, that's illegal. He's not supposed to be doing it. I mean, I but. wouldn't even want no hooker peeing on me. They're just fucking with all kind of Johns and shit. You don't know what's up in that cooter yeah. cat. But anyways, yeah. I digress. Another episode <laughs> of Politics is concluded. Merck the Wonder, Charles the Great, or however it goes, one of those directions. <laughs> um, check back next time, Monday at 7 p.m. Check my talk radio on Saturday at 10 a.m. And as always, uh, the more you know, the better you are. So research. Google, learn, and teach one. Be well and be good. Mock, talk, radio, politics, out.